0: Episode 32 and part two of our conversation with Jerry Schubert.
1: Welcome to Radio War stories. In every episode, hosts Dave Jagger and Don Nelson reach into their arsenal of decades of radio experience to entertain you with their most amusing, enthralling and interesting stories. Suit up. And get ready for today's episode.
2: Well, as long as we're we're working on your your memory, uh, which seems to be almost as good as Dave's, and certainly better than mine. <laughs> do you remember our last golf game together? Our last golf
1: game, you almost killed me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, tell,
2: tell us about it. What that. happened?
1: <laughs> well, Don, Don was Don was uh, not much of a golfer. <laughs> to tell it like it is. Uh, and I think he was humoring me to take me out because uh, I I was privileged to go through college on a golf scholarship.
0: Oh. And I always say that.
1: But then I ha- then I have to backtrack and say that it was actually a caddy scholarship. It's called <laughs> the, the Evans Scholarship, which is is quite quite a big thing. It's, today. it's we have prestigious.
0: Over- <laughs> it's as prestigious as any other golf uh, scholarship, sure.
1: We have over 10,000 alum, many, many, successful heads of huge corporations in one thing or another. We have over a thousand young people in school, uh, universities all across the country. Wow. Caddied caddied at private country clubs. Yeah, sure. You know, had had a need and and so forth. Yeah,
0: Uh, nice.
1: So we're playing playing golf and, uh, I don't know, it's probably the fifth or sixth hole. We weren't very far into the game, but I said (laughs) to Don, you know, I think from now on I'm going to stand behind you when you when you hit a shot because that's the only safe place. Well, in in front of him was a creek that he was trying to hit the ball across. Yeah, with a, with a stone wall on the creek. Here it goes. And he, even <laughs> oh, though I'm no. almost directly behind him, he hits this ball. Right into the stone wall, it caroms back directly off of the stone wall and hits me right in the middle of the chest. Oh, ouch! Leaving leaving a full Titleist three uh, indentation <laughs> yes. in my chest.
0: Take off your shirt, there's Titleist three there. And, there and, was a Titleist <laughs> three right there. And, and doing <laughs> my part,
1: yeah. Doing First my part. and only time we played golf.
0: No oh, man, I was a terrible golfer too. So Don, I know how that feels. Well, doing my part to keep the world
2: safe. That was also the last time I ever set foot on a, a golf, golf course, course. yeah I, I knew that there was something yeah. that it was just not my thing and, and it's pretty obvious it was that yeah
0: we call that a negative drive
1: when it bounces behind
0: you that's a negative drive jerry what's the toughest part
2: about being a rep
1: well i i would say uh keeping both sides happy uh, because, you know, there's the impression that the agency would like to create that uh, you work for them. Clearly, you work for uh, the client, which is the radio station. That's the one th- with whom you have a contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, they they both, you know, like we said at the beginning of the conversation, uh, we were the middlemen. Uh, they both feel that, you know you you have the loyalty first and foremost to them and it's very difficult when you say to an agency person that you're you know you're you're trying to build a relationship with you're trying to maintain a proximity to because the agency person is the one that ultimately makes the buy and like i said again early on with much less uh if you will numerical justification early on your creative approach or your ability to know more about your competition than they knew about you, your ability mm-hmm. to say things that, you know, if, if they said they had five news people and they didn't have one and you could point out that they were wrong, you know, then the buyer would say, well, <laughs> wait a minute, they're not telling me the truth. So there was a lot of that going on then. Yeah. But later, of course, then it became, well, your cost per rating point is two cents higher than theirs oh, or gosh. whatever, you know, yeah. and then you got into that numerical kind of thing. Uh, and all the costs per thousands yeah, and yeah. It, it took on a different hue, if you will. Still you had to build a relationship. But you also had to have a strong client base. You had to solicit, which was a major part of what, you know, any any successful rep did. Always, uh, you know. I always knew reps were the best or, solicitors uh, around.
0: No, <laughs> they are. They are the best solicitors around,
1: no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, yeah, we, we, you know, we, we built a, a, a strong presentation there. Uh, we built a strong presentation to sell the medium, which mm-hmm. was selling radio. So you know, we do that with with uh, meetings across the country. Uh, you know, there were, there, it was very multifaceted, uh, early on, you know, as I said, when there were 26, we were 27th, it was one thing as the business started to consolidate later, you know, I spent 22 years with Eastman. I spent, spent three years with Interrep, uh, after Don and I had our, uh, uh company uh, mm-hmm. and it, you know, uh, so I spent 25 years in the business from that first man. Time in 66 to when I left the business in 93, um, you know, now now a rep firm. I was the seventh rep firm in the interrep fold. Wow. Schubert Radio Sales, uh, which I started with Erica Farber. Uh, oh, I know Erica. <laughs> Erica, everybody, Erica, knows Erica. <laughs> everybody knows Erica. Everybody knows Erica and, and uh, well-designed.
0: Yes, yes. People that
1: radio has ever had. Yeah, Uh, she deserves all the success she's had. And actually, when I started, when I started Schubert, you know, when when Ralph called me, I wanted to name it something different. Uh, And and the reason was that I said to him, "Can I hire anybody I want from your organization?" And he said, "You can hire anybody you want that wants to go to work for you." And I said, "Well, my first choice is Erica Farber," and he said to me, "Well, if she wants to do it." You know, do it. So I called her into the office there in New York and I said, I'm going to do this uh, and I want you to be my partner because uh, that's how much I respected her. And she had a reputation then well deserved. Very and smart she lady. Me. Early on she in radio, me.
0: she was a very smart lady. And oh, yeah, from the been. beginning, from yeah. her time
1: early on in, in Los Angeles at KISS and yeah. all, of, all of the things that she did. Oh, we yeah. served on many committees together, got to know each other very well. And, you know, I just knew that she would add a credibility to what I felt was my credibility, maybe to a different base, uh, and that between the two of us, we could be successful. And we were. We built a company from nothing to profitability in just under three years.
0: That must have been Uh, hard, though, leaving uh, the umbrella of a big, big rep firm like Eastman and then going to your own. Or did you already have a bunch of clients set up?
1: Well there there, there was a, there was that interim when Don and I were trying to start our own uh, you know radio company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I maintained contact with X number of those clients that we had. and when I looked back at the first list that we had uh, with Schubert radio sales, uh, there were a couple of people in there. John Tenaglia was one of the one of the clients that I had early on uh, scared the hell out of me when I first joined Eastman. <laughs> because he was the general sales manager for KQV in Pittsburgh, the ABC-owned station. And he was tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. as as I got to know him better, as we got to know each other and became close friends, uh, you know, when, when we started Schubert, he brought his group over uh, to us uh, completely. And, you know, the, we built from there. We we started with about a few less than what Bob started with. Uh, but we built a group wow. to where we had uh, – you know, all of the top ten, most of the top twenty-five, and well,
2: you certainly had sig- an uh, had an inside track on the New York stations, didn't you? Yeah. Well,
1: we we <laughs> had we had somebody that was planted there who, that would, gave us a, who, a would great,
2: that
1: um, <laughs> who would that be? Who would that be? Well, he was he was a uh, he was somebody who. <laughs> Country music uh, side, uh, yeah. oh, especially well. Uh, <laughs> Must be the guy
0: sitting across the desk <laughs> from me here, huh?
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it was a tough conversation for him, and I, I remember the quote definitively because the one who succeeded me as president of Eastman was the one who lost out on that, which was Carl Buttram. And we were all friends. We, we both were all a friends. Pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But but Don said to him when he called him, and he said, "You got to remember that, that blood." Uh, is, is essentially thicker than water, and you know Jerry and I are basically blood. Yeah, blood and,
0: brothers. There you go. Yeah. And we
1: were, and and we did very well until that Schnook, whoever is, well, I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> Don, I find it. Don am- ended up leaving, <laughs> not by his own. Volition. You know,
0: I find it so amazing and fascinating to listen to these stories simply because uh, having worked and just on the air and and talent and and hearing a things rumbling about uh, uh, the reps or whatever they happen to be. I'm stunned at how much camaraderie there is between people that work at those great big places like you and Don and and Bob Eastman still being a nice guy. All those things because all I ever thought about for the larger markets, even being on the air— Uh, was that you're just dealing with larger dollars. You guys, and I've told this to Don before, it's fascinating to me to hear these stories from larger New York, Chicago, uh, and how everybody really got along and just, hey, guess what? I'm going to be leaving and starting this up with my friend Don. You're going to be, yeah, I mean, it's just fascinating to me the way that works.
2: And actually, we did that handover in New York. Uh Carl, Jerry and I at breakfast if you will remember. Yep, I mean, we did. Three, see That's right. what I'm right. talking uh,
0: about. It's just uh, we make those decisions over yeah. coffee or breakfast. Yeah, that's just exactly. And it's too bad <laughs> you weren't on a better golfer, Don. You probably could have made some bigger <laughs> deals because nobody makes bigger deals except on the golf course.
1: Jerry,
2: I there have were, a question for
1: you. There please. were no re- there were no recriminations. There was total <laughs> understanding and and, and yeah. later on It's
0: amazing Carl's, to me. C-
1: Carl stole the station from me <laughs> in in uh, San Francisco, with somebody that I had hired into the business, and and uh, he said the individual came to me and said, you know, I got to leave your little rep firm because Katz is now going to represent oh, man. me. And,
0: and there wasn't anything <laughs> I could say to that. I yeah. mean, I
1: understood. I was yeah. pissed, <laughs> but you know, that's you, the way it was. That, but,
2: hey, I, I have a question for you. Go, kind of going back a moment to to Burton's stories is it true that Bill hired and brought the entire Michigan State Marching Band down to Detroit for uh, one of the, the big advertisers' birthdays? Ernie Jones.
1: Yep. Uh, he was the chairman of, of uh, Campbell uh, Ewald. Campbell Ewald. Campbell Ewald.
2: Campbell, Campbell Ewald. 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 Yeah.
1: Campbell Ewald. Uh, and, and Bill did this on numerous of his, his overall radio presentations. But he had such a reverence for Ernie uh, that he he wanted to put this together, and it was a couple of year project. But yes, he eventually uh, brought together the whole Michigan State marching band,
0: unbelievable, uh,
1: and bust them in uh, to uh, where the agency was located outside of it wasn't Birmingham, but whatever it was, just outside of Detroit, and you know w- went into. Ernie's office and said, I want you to look out the window. There's something here that I want you to see. And here was the entire band playing, you know, the Michigan State fight song and other things. And Ernie was just, I mean, nobody else would try something that big. After, after
0: a nice donation of an honorarium to Michigan well, State University, I would imagine.
1: <laughs> who, kn- who knows about that? Yeah. <laughs> How else Bill are you going to get them
0: were... MSU band down into Detroit yeah. for an advertising agency?: That's pretty good. God <laughs> Do
2: you think that kind of only knows what that might have cost? Jerry right. yeah. Jerry, do you think that kind of showmanship still exists today anywhere in their bus- in that business? It's no I longer it, our business. It, I yeah. wish it
1: did.: I wish it did, Don. you know that, that was the fun time. But I do believe, as consolidation occurred, as mm-hmm. all of those things occurred, you know, that uh, suddenly there weren't 27; there were two, three, four. We were the last holdout, as you remember. I was the one that created the campaign: Do you want a rep or a conglomerate?
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Exactly. And, and you know, that was our basically our last stand, if you will. We were the, the singular. CATS had numerous companies. Interrep had numerous companies. Uh, and and it was a tough fight because they could put them together into a, you know, as they called a network package. They can they controlled so many more stations that they could offer to the buyers, uh, and the economies of scale, if you will. Uh, so, you know, I I think today what the industry is is completely changed. I I I don't know for a fact, but I've heard from from people that I know that it still have some some semblance of association that it obviously it's much more commoditized. Uh, you know, it's, it's tonnage. It's just numbers. Uh, I don't think you could do the creative things that we did have the fun that we did build a relationship that we did on both sides. As I say, you know, some of my dearest and closest friends uh, are people that I call had the privilege of calling on. Uh, and, and, uh, some of the, you know, on the other side of the coin that I called on those people with the other people, you know, like yeah. Don. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can't believe, you know, now I'm out of it for what? A couple, of years. Years or whatever a couple it is, of years. But I yeah, a couple of years. A, yeah, just a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, just a couple of years. Thank you.
0: Listen to the excitement in your voice when you talk about it, though. I mean, it's just. I think that's wonderful. I mean, it was a career that you absolutely loved. You made a good living at it. You're retired in uh, the sun's belt there. And uh, I think it, to hear you speak, it's just like you could go into the office tomorrow morning and just pick right up.
1: I wouldn't want to get up that early, uh, <laughs> but yes, I, 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 now, I, now I may sleep in till seven thirty and stay <laughs> getting up at five thirty and taking a train, yeah. or having gotten home at one and turning around, and getting back on the train to oh, New York at oh seven to get so I could beat everybody into the office. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I mean it was it was something uh, uh, a great time in my life. I, I I have a reverence for it, and actually. It, this whole opportunity that you guys have presented me with, you know, allowed me to go back into my personnel file, uh, personal file, not personnel, file, <laughs> personal file, look at some of these these archives, uh, read some of these letters and relive the yeah. times because they were fun times. Mm-hmm. And, and you it was, know, it I, was amazing that we could make as much, much money a, as a difficult we time right in the here. world right now. I miss the interaction. I'd I'd love to be able to be as young as I was, or maybe even a you know a little bit more middle aged, and and have the fun that I had calling on people well, to do, doing all, wacky things.
0: All of radio had a great time in the '60s, '70s, and and into the early '80s to the maybe mid '80s. That that was the fun time for radio. Well, uh, it
1: was it was it was a lot of good people too yes, doing yes. good things because remember, radio was dead probably right after KDKA went went commercial, uh, there was something that came along and said, well, radio's not going to live. I know the first real big challenge was television. But then there were things for radio only, like CB, uh, and and FM is going to fragment it to the point that, you know, there's not going to be enough audience for anybody ah, to be by yeah. Instead of expanding it, mm-hmm. you know, which it did, uh, we lived through all that. Take away uh, my first year in the business we took away almost 20% of the volume nationally because the government said tobacco can no longer be on radio. Oh, no,
0: yeah. yeah! No, yeah.
1: Now, you know, that was $220 million worth. Woo-hoo, I was surprised I made it man. through my first year. Wow. $220 million worth of business. Ah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was the, the simple fact that radio has always been a very personal medium. You can take it everywhere you go. It's in the car with you. I mean, if you want to listen to some of the, you know, sources that you can buy nationally, like Sirius or whatever you can, but if you want to know what's going on locally right now, down the street, you put on a local radio station, you hear a free, Hopefully. favorite personality, yeah. you yeah. do whatever. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. I mean, there those are few and far between, as we all know. Yeah. Well, uh, I understand. But, uh, I understand. It, but when
1: we're in the house here, uh, until we go to evening music, uh, if you will, uh, <laughs> we'll have, we'll have on, uh, you know, some local station will be listening for the weather. We That's listen great. News yeah. alert. We'll be listening to some personality that we like or whatever the case might yeah. be. Yeah.
0: And, you know, as Don asked, I thought Don's question was really good. Do you think it's just as good as it was or do you think any of that happens anymore? Uh, my feelings on that is it's just so fragmented. I mean, it's cookie cutter radio. Thank you, iHeart. And a lot of the others that are just pumping out these uh, uh, formats. Uh, uh, hey, I'm in uh, Dallas. I'm going to voice track middays in Albuquerque, Tucson, and, uh, you know, Albany and New York uh, and get yeah, me more money I, than I was I making.
1: So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you know, when people
0: when, don't use radio the way we did, and that's unfortunate. That's, that's the part what, that bothers me.
1: There's a local medium. Uh, always, it local, is always yeah, with you. It should you know, be as Bill, yeah. Bill's line was: "Radio is sell on wheels."
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: All, all those things. Uh, yeah. You know, I,
2: you, but Jerry, one it's, thing is I'd, I'd thing. like to do, I'd like to put you on the spot. Okay, sure, go. Who's the best radio salesperson you ever met?
1: Uh, I'll give you Bob Eastman's answer because the answer is. Uh, to the question of what's the best sale you ever made?
2: No, who's the, the, who was the best salesman? No, sales I understand, about, yeah. but I'm giving okay. you Bob
1: Eastman's answer. As so. <laughs> I said, I preplaced it by saying, Got it. you yeah. ask the question, I get to give the answer. <laughs> Bob's, Bob's answer always was the next one.
2: Oh, very so, good. Yeah, I,
1: I would say the next one, uh, and with with all due reverence to all the great ones that I've been involved involved with, You know, nobody holds a candle to Bill Burton.
0: Nobody. He was an amazing guy. Was he?
1: Dedicated, more. You know, I I mean, I knew a lot of great salespeople. I mean, I knew, uh, you know, the the, the guys that, uh, the heads of Blair, the heads of McGavern, the heads of Christmas. Bob Duffy was a great salesman. Carl Buttram was a great salesman. John... Bowden was a great salesman, Jim Fox was a great salesman, Bob Williamson was a great. <laughs> and uh, you they, know the they, sad are-
2: thing is we're afraid to say that because we're afraid we're going to leave somebody
1: out. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, really, you know, yeah. I've only just hit the tip of the iceberg. Sure, sure. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. They were, they, they were. You know, well, great sure. salespeople, salespeople, uh, it, it air
0: talent. I mean, we all have our clusters of guys that were just that excelled at those jobs. General sure, manager, with- whatever it happened to be. There were always people, and you're right. You don't want to. You don't want to fail, leaving somebody out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who was the greatest personality that was ever on the radio station? Well, I mean, come on. We, we were privileged to deal with some of the, the most well-known and, and people who became, you know, huge celebrities uh, all across the country uh, and in a local market in sure. Austin, Texas, or Dallas, Texas. You know, Bill Mack, the Midnight Cowboy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I sold a, a network to International Harvester that was called the Truck Road Alerts. And, and Bill was one of the linchpins of that. It was all the big, you know, 50 KW. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of signals here in Dallas. Yeah. And, a lot and, of big signals. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the, the International Harvester loved it. They created the TransStar Roads. Yeah, absolutely. And all that, stuff. that was fun. So, you know, I mean, it's really tough to say. There were, there were a lot of great salespeople. A lot of people that we fought with tooth and nail, and that again was fun. I mean, it was the competition. I'm mean, anybody who was really successful, then had to love the ability to to do all of the things that we did, the the fight, the creativity. I mean, I remember Ed Argo coming up to me one day on the street in Chicago. He was he was McGovern's general manager, went on and ran KKH I uh, in San Francisco. Uh, no not san francisco he ran the classical station in los angeles there's a yeah kfac or yeah something like kfac kfac correct Look at that. Was, was two gigantic
0: radius. brains one on the phone yep. and one sitting across the table from me amazing
1: <laughs> at any rate argo is argo is walking up to me and i'm you know i'm, I'm all of my five eight at the time and argo's about six three and he's Sticks his finger in my chest. I knew who he was. <laughs> he knew who I was. And I'm thinking, oh, shoot, we're going to have a fight. Yeah. And he made a couple of comments that I won't repeat on this because I'm not sure that it's appropriate. Yeah. And and he said, you know, you really tick me off. And I thought, oh, God. And then he said, uh, we want to hire you. <laughs> I said, Gee, Ed. <laughs> the air came out of my lungs. Oh, I thought, okay, man, so I'll so bet. And interestingly <laughs> no, enough, and, when would we... That's not going to happen. But yeah. that's the kind of respect yeah. we have yeah. for each other. That's awesome. You know, and, if, and by the way, Jerry, hey, you
2: may not remember, but but when we came over to the Eastman side, we left Eddie Argo you, at McGaffer. You
1: left Eddie Argo? Yes, I <laughs> do <yeah>. remember. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been that day. <laughs> uh, he
0: can stay there. We don't want to bring him along. Uh. <laughs> Well, what do well, you miss the most about it? Anything at all? Or are you just enjoying retirement? And, and- oh,
1: no. I, I miss – I enjoy this, what we're doing right now. I could probably go on for hours. I miss the interaction. Uh, you know, I'm still physically not probably enjoying – wouldn't enjoy getting on the airplanes like I yeah. did almost 80% of the time. You know, back then it was fun to fly. Today, you know, who wants to?
0: No, Unless oh, yeah. you're flying private, yeah.
1: Uh, I miss the interaction with the people. I miss the battles. I miss calling on the, the people that we called on together. You know, Don and I'd make a trip, mm-hmm. uh, and you know he, he he'd pitch the station, and I'd sit there. There'd be guys where I wouldn't let him pitch the station, and I <laughs> I do all the talking because right. they just get themselves in trouble. <laughs> um, I I miss that, uh, and and uh, you know that's an essential quality. Uh, If you just sit behind the desk now and and do things, you know, remember, again, we didn't have have computers back then. I used to pride myself on being able to beat the buyer figuring out a cost per whatever when he or she was using her free calculator no
0: lord you lord know, no that's math i couldn't do that job i can't do oh, math yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was fun cost per thousand oh, dude. i
1: miss i miss the relationships yeah, I miss i'll bet the interaction. you
0: do. one of my uh former general managers listens every week uh he was uh, here in dallas not in dallas but in texas uh in victoria after i left san antonio and really got my chops down there in victoria bob woodman great guy mm-hmm. and i'm trying to think we had eastman for a while i believe i think mcgavern guild was part of it at some point i'm sure bob will text me or email me but uh uh you probably didn't deal with markets that small but i do remember him saying oh well we've got the uh uh, the national reps coming down from dallas Or, you know, (laughs) and uh, so, and and Bob, you wouldn't see him the rest of the day. He was hung up with this guy with the door closed in his office or out to lunch with two or three martinis. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe that. that
1: that was not an uh, an atypical situation. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The the key was to be able to get through those three martini lunches. Usually I I would drink a glass of Chardonnay and, and, uh, you know,
0: well, you want to make sure you take a lot of notes since there weren't any any uh, phones to take notes on back then, right? No,
1: there, that's true. There yeah. was nothing like that. Uh, but, you know, I remember one one client from a southern market came to Chicago, really didn't want to make a lot of calls. But he particularly liked the Mexican food at one restaurant mm-hmm. that we had nearby the office. So I took him for a nice Mexican lunch one day, and he came back and promptly fell asleep on my couch for three hours. <laughs> and, then, and then said, do we have to call on anybody this afternoon? And I said, well, you know, we've canceled oh, sure. a couple already, but it's up to you. Mexican
0: food and a couple of cervezas, and man, yeah, you're and out on was the couch. It. Yeah, you like
1: the margaritas, was, uh, I mean, there were a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of things that we did. Breakfast, <laughs> breakfast lunch, and dinner.
0: We yeah, this doesn't sound too far distance from what we did is as uh, a lot of air talent too. So that's but really, we, really cool. We,
1: we represented stations, Dave, you know, all across the oh, country. Yeah. I mean, we sure. were, in, I think at one juncture, maybe 300 markets, uh, we man, I can Eastman imagine tradition. why you
0: were on a plane all the time. Then. Yeah.
1: Well, we had two divisions, the Eastman division, which was the bigger markets and the quality markets mm-hmm. division, which was the smaller markets, so that we could, you know, make sure that everybody got personal attention. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, it, it, I've been I've been most every market in the top 150, I'm sure, more than once. Wow! Uh, and uh, you know, when when Don and I started out uh, trying to do our thing with the. Uh, I'll say it, Don, oh. so you don't have to. Well, actually, word, let's hold that up because I want to do a
2: complete can... show on that. Okay? You want to
0: do a complete show on <laughs> we'll
2: that one? We'll do a
1: one? complete show on that yeah, Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> so, we don't... weren't trying to buy the top ten markets, let's put it that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. Gotcha. <laughs> God, that's good. <laughs> Jared,
2: it's fabulous being with you this afternoon, man. We, we, uh, you know, we've had so much incredibly great times together over the years. And I, I realized today as I was driving over to Dave's elaborate studio here where we do our podcast that you and I, are you ready for this? You sitting down, Jer? I am. Okay. You and I go in fact, back.
1: I ju- in fact, I just finished a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. In your In your honor.
2: Yeah. You and I go back more than 50 years.
1: Yes, we do. Yes, we do, dear friends. Yeah.
2: And we still, as a rule, talk once
0: a week. That's fantastic. We we do, and
1: pray God we always will. I love uh, you. Take care, man. I
0: don't think radio makes those kinds of friendships anymore these days. Not in the 21st century and in 2020, especially this year, but any year uh, since uh, consolidation. It's just been amazing to see you guys get along as well as you do. Former business partners, everything.
2: But, Jerry, if it's okay with you, I'd like to come back uh, with Dave on another day, and uh, we'll try to figure out what our nemesis might be. Ooh. Oh,
1: you, you said it well, and I'm only through a quarter of the page. Of <laughs> that made, so
0: Hang on to those pages. We're going to get to them again. Jerry, you're one of the most – what's the word I'm looking for? Be careful where you put uh, it. Uh, <laughs> Pleasant <laughs> is the best way to put it. You're one of the most Thank pleasant you. people I've talked to that I have ever spoken with that worked for the reps back in the day. Thank you so much for being with us. And we will talk soon, okay? And you have a great great holiday and stay safe and stay well.
1: My best to you both. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to Radio War Stories. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like us on Facebook at Radio War Stories and call in with your questions or comments here or on Skype. Skype at RadioWarStories.com. We look forward to hearing from you. See you next week.